Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Loose Lips with me, Georgie Porter and Sharon Carpenter. This is Extra Lippy. And it's all about you. All our <laughs> lovely listeners. Yeah, so we've got listener letter number one. Let's get right into it. Dear Loose Lips Podcast, it's time for a dating dilemma. I am single. We love those, don't we? I'm single and so ready to mingle. I can't (laughs) wait to get back out there, look amazing and start tearing it up. Whoa, (laughs) you are ready, willing and able. But I haven't dated in over a year, probably a year and a half by the time it happens. How am I meant to regain my confidence, poise, etiquette when it comes to dating? I've totally forgotten it. Doesn't sound like you've forgotten anything. Yeah, we don't know what you're going to tear up. But Sharon, aren't you just so excited to put a pair of heels on and a dress and like just flirt out there? Like, Tell me, you must be. Yeah, I am actually. And it's more sort of in a group environment. Like I miss those days of like going out to an event and there might be some cute guys around and you get to flirt with them at the event versus like a dating one-on-one kind <gasps> yeah, of situation. Intense. I've done, yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of sort of the one-on-one things um, <laughs> lately. The, the, the one-on-one, the one-on-one <laughs> dinners I'm talking about, by the way, the one-on-one dinners. Um, throughout quarantine, you know, when it was safe and... And making sure people are tested and I get tested all the time as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Exactly. But but yeah, I'm ready for those sort of flirtatious parties and environments. I don't miss the heels, though. I have to admit, like, I don't miss the heels. It's been incredible just being able to throw on, like, some uh, sneaker wedges and, like, you know, run around and be comfortable. I think you're right. I think my toes and my feet have changed shape. Yeah, like I can't imagine squeezing my toe into like a little pointy thing. Yeah. I don't think they'll go. They've they've been swollen (laughs) the whole time. I know we might all have to go up a couple of shoe sizes after this. I'm in the same boat. The only time I wear heels now is when I do Wendy Williams and I'm in studio and she'll do the shoe cam sometimes. So you want to show off the shoes. Yeah. And I don't yeah. have far to go because I'm taking a car there. And I only put the heels on once I'm in the green room and I walk yeah. downstairs and then they're off as soon as I'm done, <laughs> like five minutes later. And that's it. So my feet aren't used to it either. But I, I get that there are a lot of women out there who love wearing in their heels I actually have a friend she can walk across the rockiest terrain in the highest heels like snow 
uh, wind, whatever. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> and she makes it look so elegant. And I'm always like stumbling around and hobbling around, trying not to topple over behind her. This is it, Sharon. We're going to need like retraining. Like we're going to have to, I, I think are. at one point we were allowed out and every all the women had bent knees and like couldn't walk properly. So like, how will we yeah. regain our etiquette and how will we get our poise back? Just like this person saying. Well, you know, I think maybe it's the guys that need the retraining, right? And they can get used to us in flats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so how Winning. about that? I think, I think at the end of the day, if you're going out on a first date, you should wear something that you're comfortable in. And my go-to outfit, and I'm really excited to hear yours as well, Georgie, <laughs> but my go-to outfit is a pair of jeans and mm. a nice top. So you nice. can be comfortable, but you can still fit the part if it's something that's a little yeah. dressy. And, and you're not you, trying it, too hard. Exactly. You're not trying too hard as well. And, um, you know, maybe throw on some heels if you want or some, if you're going to wear comfy shoes, then I would add a little height with some wedges. That's just my thing. Mm, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, me personally, I panic. So do you? I, oh, I when it comes to choosing an outfit or just in general. Yeah. Well, okay. if you're choosing an outfit anyway, sometimes I'm like, I can't leave the house. I've been known to just lie on my bed for 20 minutes and be so late, just being like, I have nothing to wear. And everyone just being like, Georgie, you're so late. And I don't know what it comes down to. I'm not prepped. I'm not prepared. I need like a week yeah. in advance to know what I'm gonna do because sometimes it can be stressful the funny thing is like i am overwhelmed with clothes i have so many clothes but i still mm. can't find anything to wear Same. and i have the problem of leaving it to the very last minute like five minutes before i'm supposed to head out so yeah. i oftentimes end up being late which isn't a great thing to do when you're going out on a first date but um but i love her enthusiasm and i think so many people nowadays they think of first date or just dating in general as a bit of a chore don't they like yeah. you don't hear yeah. people excited about yeah. dating anymore and getting out there so I I love the energy that you're bringing and who wants to sit across from someone who feels like you know they're doing you a favor or that it yeah. is a chore and they can't be bothered and they'd rather be at home ordering in you know by themselves yeah you're making me excited Sharon of being like you know when you people watch you just get excited about seeing people yeah. out we're gonna have this world where we can just sit and watch people like dating or like see people arriving in their really wonky heels and being like, oh, nervous for the first time out of lockdown. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like a safari journey of like people dating on the streets. It's gonna be great. <laughs> And isn't it fun sometimes as well when you're with someone and you're sort of looking at the couples around you and trying to figure out, oh, well, they've been together for a long time or they're heading for divorce. This is their <laughs> first date. Like, look how nervous he looks over there. Yes. But first so dates are always judgy. the toughest ones. When you're all when you're all settled and you're like, you know, you're all loved up in your relationship and you're like, oh, I'd never do that. Oh my goodness, I'd never behave like that. And then what cut to three years down the line, you become that couple where they're arguing or she's got her shoes yeah. off. Like, or you're both just on your phones and you don't even <gasps> look at each yeah. other. Isn't that the worst? That's the worst. That's so sad, isn't it? That they've got nothing to it talk is. about. <gasps> exactly exactly and speaking of talking I mean some people get nervous when they go out on a first date or any dates right so I would say the key to getting over that maybe if you feel you don't have a lot to say ask that person questions because people love to talk about themselves sometimes a little too much I might have been guilty of that once in a while Sharon Um, I forget to ask questions all the time (laughs) 
<laughs> I have a friend who will literally sit there with a guy for three hours and just talk about herself the whole <gasps> entire time. Oh, no, and then he may, may chime in with something and then she won't follow up. She'll get straight back to her. Because everyone wants to feel that you care about their day and that you care about really getting to know them and not just talking about yourself. So, so yeah, the key is there. Make people feel good by asking them questions. Yeah. I think we've given some mint tips there. We've got a taboo of the week, Karen. Oh, yeah, my favorite. What's going to be this time after last week? Okay, so taboo of the week. Here we go. We're going in on this one. These are always so risque, aren't they? So, yeah. Oh, I love these ones. (laughs) My favorite. This one is about open relationships. Can Mm. they ever work? And have you ever, ever experienced an open relationship, Sharon? Oh, an open relationship, not knowingly. You know, a lot of people Ooh. are in open relationships where they don't know that the other person no is, choice. is sleeping yeah. around exactly with no choice. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I just discovered there's actually a difference between open relationships and polyamorous relationships. <gasps> oh, right? where you get to have another couple on the side. What? I think that's swinging. So that, oh, that might be a third. That might be a third option for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But polyamorous. So let's start with open relationships. So yes. that's when you're in one quote unquote solid relationship, right? Mm. But then you sleep with a bunch of other people. <gasps> well, um, you both are allowed to do that. Uh, exactly. That's how it's right. supposed to be with an open mm. relationship. And then you have a polyamorous relationship, which is when you are actually in a relationship with multiple different people. And I remember talking to a friend of mine. He was saying that he's polyamorous. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? He was like, what? oh, yeah, I'm going to end up with about four wives or girlfriends. And I said, at one oh, time. Okay, that's- yeah, at one time. And I said, that's quite open minded. So you're OK with them having four, you know, that's boyfriends confident. or there's a lot of people in the mix as well. If each of those four have their own four, and Yo. you know what he said, he said that's what? disgusting. He what? said that is disgusting. He said that it's all right for a man to do it. How old school and backwards is that thinking? Not he said it's okay for a man to do it, but it's not okay for a woman to do it. He should be enough for that woman. And for all four of those women, I said, show me the man that makes me want to share him with four other, you know, three or four other women and stay faithful to him. Like, that man doesn't exist. Sorry. No, he better be taking me out three times a day for my breakfast, dinner and lunch, dinner, tea, all of the meals. Also, how is he? How? No, if I've got to compete with other women to get my place in the bed, I am not having it. Absolutely not. Maybe he just gets a really big bed. It must be like three (laughs) mattresses. Yeah, and also, who how lucky if these people like to do this that you find somebody that's interested in doing that. Like, how do you go about going, hmm? How do you even seek that out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know in some countries they're okay with multiple wives, right? But you have to set you have to show the same amount of attention and give this pay the same amount of money to provide exhausting I'm tired just thinking about all of this stuff but but open relationships I feel like they are at least it sounds like they're becoming more common I don't know a lot of people who are in them but I do hear a lot of people saying and men especially I hear a lot of men saying that they don't believe in monogamy that animals aren't monogamous so why are humans trying to force themselves to be monogamous because it's not really natural 
Yeah. We still have the swans and stuff that still like to have exactly. their one partner for life. So let's not forget those beautiful birds. But here's the thing. We're not like animals, right? No. We are different. We have the ability to think and reason and, you know, deal with emotions and yeah. understand that we might be hurting somebody's feelings and yeah, not the, true. You know, the ability yeah. to not be selfish and all these various different things. But the power of reasoning um at the end of the day so I don't buy that excuse you are not monogamous because it might not work for you personally but I think for people to say that as a blanket statement I think that's because animals do it do you know what Sharon can I ask you a question as well imagine if you you were with your partner and they just bring that up and you know out of nowhere they're like so how do you feel about Pamela (laughs) and you know and you'd be like Pamela, why Pamela? Like you'd have so many thoughts and things yeah. going through your head with you. And for me totally. personally, yeah, I wouldn't trust that. I'd be like, oh, so you've been thinking about Pamela, have you? Okay. Exactly. No, it's like playing Russian roulette with your relationship. But I think there are pros and cons. So the pros, if you really want to look at it and break it down to me, I think that depending on who you are, okay, the pros are you can stay in your relationship and sleep with other people if somebody else takes your fancy, right? Or it might be that might end up possibly being good for your relationship because sometimes when we're in a long-term relationship the grass may seem greener but then you go over to that grass and you realize no it's muddy I want to come back over (laughs) you know slopping their way back through the fence full of mud (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so if you were to look for some upsides I guess those are the upsides but Any of downsides, it's like, okay, you're running around, but they are too. Can you really handle your partner sleeping with other people? Because it's really like a sledgehammer to your self-esteem, isn't it? I mean, I would be needy, um, so insecure. I'd think, what if they got that I've not got? Why am I not enough? This is my personal thought process because I know some people can enjoy it. I think they enjoy the jealousy aspect or they get like, you know, the they get hot about like they'd love seeing their partner with somebody else and it makes them love yeah. them even more which to be honest I would literally gouge her eyes out I'd be like get off get off <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that would be that would be me to be quite honest my thoughts well it's that. so funny you say that yeah so I have a friend who used to be in a relationship he had his girlfriend but then they had a girlfriend right she basically moved in and they would all have like these romps together right it was like threesomes and and stuff so there was one particular night he was telling me about where his girlfriend fell asleep they just you know had their threesome the girlfriend fell asleep and the other girl continued sort of where the girlfriend had left (gasps) off while the girlfriend was passed out so she wakes up sees this other girl on top of her man and she was a boxer by the way the (gasps) girlfriend was a boxer and she used those fists (gasps) let's just put it that way she used those fists so that jealousy that animal instinct you know just took over and she She went absolutely nuts and that was the end of that threesome situation but well you would be but um I, i i think According to a psychiatrist, I did look this up online, there are ways mm. that if you do want to have uh, a uh, open relationship, this is what you have to make sure. Oh, there's okay. rules. 
Yes, there are rules. So first of all, uh, you want to make sure that you're in a solid relationship, right? Because solid. if the relationship is rocky, like some people might think, well, this is going to bring us closer together or this is going to heal the relationship. No, it's not. It's going to break it even yeah. more. So make sure you, so you start with a solid foundation. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And secondly, you want to make sure that you are doing this for the right reasons you're not feel pr- feeling pressured into it that this is already something that you the wrong reason for me favor but you're doing it as more of a gift to both of you oh, okay okay um, a gift and then a, a gift if you will if you want to look at it right. <laughs> merry christmas and then the third way what? merry christmas and happy birthday <laughs> you know some people do do that actually but um it might not be sort of an open relationship i need to meet these like people a, i yeah. know <laughs> They're out there. At least there are movies and and TV shows that reflect that. All right. And then that lays some ground rules as well. So you want to know, okay, does the other person have to approve? Or where do these hookups and escapades go down? Like, is it in the marital bed? Exactly. There's numbers. If he gets one, do you go get one yourself? Yeah, different ones. It seems very complicated and exhausting, doesn't it? But if that floats your boat and both partners are into that kind of thing, then go for it not really for me though all right so from open relationships to listener letter number two let's see what this one's about this is from sarah uh she's saying hello lovely girls i really want to ask you both about work life balance something i Hmm. don't know much about um (laughs) i don't know if it's always working from home but i just find i can't fall asleep at night or enjoy Mm. my free time without constantly thinking about work all right i feel you there imagining mock scenarios worrying about tiny things no matter how perfectly i've done my job that day it's starting to ruin my time off how do you both switch off well it's difficult for me as well especially bedtime because I am a known insomniac um I have advice I just don't take it myself but here's here's my (laughs) advice and and Georgie tell me if this stuff works for you so um they always say don't look at your screens like backlit screens like computer screens or your phone screen before bed. I have a bad habit of doing work in bed on my computer right before I turn my lights out and go to sleep. Oh, so of course headaches. my mind's racing. Yeah, headaches, yeah. my mind's racing. Because that backlight really, it it's like energy for your brain. It energizes your brain and uh, it's not conducive. And your phone as well, uh, does it count? Does it count on your, your phone, phone as well? Exactly, yeah. it does. So that has an effect on your brain as well. Um, I find that reading a good book does help, something that takes you into another world. Um, yeah. So TV can have a, a similar sort of impact on your brain as well, keeping you awake. But mm-hmm. uh, reading can certainly help you fall asleep. It's so funny. A friend of mine said to me, because I told him I was having uh, trouble sleeping, and he said to me, okay, try this trick. Works every time for everybody I know. I'm like, okay, what's the trick? He said, okay, take in two really deep breaths, then take in a third deep breath, hold it for 10 seconds, count. And then two more deep breaths and you will be passed out, guaranteed, without a doubt. You know I tried it. You know it didn't... <laughs> It worked. It worked on worked on Georgie. No, you know that didn't work on me. I was so no, mad. You were probably thinking about your breathing. Yeah, you were probably <laughs> thinking too much about it. Have I take what am I counting to? I think so certain things like that sometimes when you when you have to think about it, it's too much thinking. Yes, exactly. Too, exactly. Do you know as well for Sarah, because she is working at home and I feel like this is a lot of people, I I feel if you do have this option. 
you should use different rooms in your living space for different oh. things. So like even if you yeah, like even if your kitchen has a table, you should use that for your workspace and then use your living room as the telly place only. So you can sort of do your Netflix chill out time. Yeah. That kind of thing. And then also then your bed is your sacred, just your sleeping time. So if you can separate, like you go to work yeah. and you come back from work, you'll kick off your shoes and you'll go, oh, I'm home. So I feel like you need to have a yeah. workspace only. Thank you for listening to Extra Lippy. <laughs> with Sharon Garmenter and me, Georgie Porter, we'll be back with a full episode on Tuesday next week. Yep, subscribe, rate and review, please, guys. We want to hear from you, of course. Uh, and shoot us your listener letters as well to looselips at createproductions.com and hit us up on the socials at the Missy Porter and at Sharon Carpenter as well. We'll see you really soon. Bye. <laughs>Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.